The first reading this evening is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 17 to 20, page 1177 on the Church Bible, or on the screen behind me. Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, Paul, that what, whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Luke chapter 22, reading from verses 25 to 35. Wrong, 25 to 32. And it's on page 1058 of the Church Bibles. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you, as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Ruth's going to come up now and, uh, and open God's word for us. Ruth, can I pray for you before you speak? Heavenly Father, thank you for Ruth. Um, thank you for the ministry you've given her here. And um, I ask now, Father, that by your spirit, you give her the words so she can proclaim your gospel fearlessly. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've already heard a good sermon tonight from Simon, so thank you for that, Simon. That was just so encouraging, as Jilly said, encouraging to us a bit small down here. Can you see me? Might, might stand up there. Is that better? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so thanks, thanks, Shane. So during the month of October, um, we've been following a whole series about prayer and worship. Um, just in case you haven't been here, quick review. We started off um, by Mike telling, talking to us about really coming into church or coming into God's presence and praying, sometimes in times of joy, often in times of sadness, people are crying out to the Lord. And we're seeking God's love, God to come into our lives. And then that led on to going in and to worshiping and receiving God's love. Um, we thought about Revelations chapter 3, verse 21. Behold, I stand at the door at the knock, and I will come in with you and eat with you and sup with you if you open the door. So our response to that cry to God leads on to worship. And then last week, Rowena took it further by saying how that opening our lives to Jesus should be transformational as we change so that Jesus' love um, changes us. We are changed by God's love coming in. We learn to obey his commands and to learn to love one another. And we saw how Zacchaeus' attitude changed when he met with Jesus. And you know, Simon standing up there tonight just thought, wow, that just fits into that, doesn't it? Simon came in um, seeking, seeking God's love. He accepted God's love. And now he's being changed by God's love. And that's just lovely. And so tonight we're concentrating on the next part of that, of our journey of faith, as our prayer life um, enables us to mature as Christians um, so that we are deepened by, um, as we intercede and pray for others. So first of all, if we look at that Ephesians reading, on page 1177 of our Bibles. And Paul here, it's just the end of a whole section where Paul is talking about putting on God's armor. And he equates it to different parts of the uniform that the Romans would have worn in those days. And he talks then about prayer, about the different pieces of equipment followed by prayer. He talks about the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. And before then, it was the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and with feet fitted with the gospel of peace. And he sort of joins it all together and says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. C.S. Lewis, a very famous Christian writer, in his book called Mere Christianity, says prayer is fundamentally a warfare activity. And this Paul brings it in here as he talks about being equipped for battle. Um, C.S. Lewis tells us that prayer is something that we can use because there is a spiritual warfare going on. It's not something that I really understand, but I know and believe that there is a spiritual warfare. And tonight, as we learn about intercessory prayer, can I ask that each one of us take that pledge to pray for Simon? Because Simon has given his life to Jesus, 
and there's going to be a spiritual warfare over Simon and we want to pray for him and we want to keep him safe as he learns to put on the armour of God. Something that we're called to do. It's something that Jesus did in that second reading um, when he talked about coming and being the servant of all and he asked us that we're, we be servants And what did he do? He prayed for Simon Peter. He knew that Simon Peter was going to go through difficult times and he prayed for him. And we have to follow Jesus' example and pray for others. So there are lots of examples in the Bible about praying and how prayer is used in a spiritual warfare situation. Um, I'm just going to read you a couple of verses from Daniel, the book of Daniel. Remember Daniel who was sent into the lion's den. But Daniel at one point was praying for an interpretation of a vision. And he prayed three times a day for 21 days before finally God gave him that interpretation of the vision. And finally, this angel came to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10 and said, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael one of the chief princes came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. The angel was telling Daniel about this spiritual battle that was going on. One of the songs we sang tonight, which I didn't actually know, Um, It was really nice because it talked about the God of angel armies is always by my side. Hallelujah. Our God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's got the heavenly armies and our God is by our sides. So as we pray and intercede, let us remember that it is a spiritual battle. It's important Jesus prayed and interceded. We need to do the same. But why else do we pray? God loves to communicate with us. He responds to our prayers. James, in his letter in the New Testament, said that Elijah was a righteous man who prayed for the rain to stop. And God answered his prayers. And the rain stopped. For three and a half years. You see, many people today, I think, believe in a God or want to believe in a God who just says abracadabra, snaps his fingers, and everything is going to be all right. And sometimes, sometimes God does do that. Sometimes we really see miracles, don't we? And it's as if God just says abracadabra and everything's okay. But often and usually, I think God works in the way that he wants to transform this world by using us. He wants to give us the privilege of working with him and alongside him. 
and he changes us and confronts us to do things and he actually uses us to bring his kingdom here on earth. You know, there's nothing better than to be employed and to have a job serving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's what we all have. We have that job of bringing God's kingdom here on earth as we work with him and serve him. And as we see God answering prayers, then our relationship grows and our faith deepens. And just in a few minutes, I'm, we're going to see a, a short video clip about somebody who um, also tells us about that, um, but we'll see that shortly. So being involved in intercessory prayer is something that God wants us all to do. It's what Jesus did, and we follow his example, and we have to pray for others as well as praying for ourselves. So maybe just a few things to remember as we pray, interceding for interceding, um, interceding and healing for others. Number one, pray about everything. Bring God into every area of our lives. And if we go back to that Ephesians passage, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. So there was Paul in prison and he was asking for us to pray for him. And another, and another, um, another letter to the Philippians, he said, don't be anxious about prayer, about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So whatever it is, we can bring it to God in prayer. There was a book published a few years ago. This is going to show your age, if you can remember it. It was a Christian book by a chap called Ronald Dunn, and it was, Don't Just Stand There, Pray Something. Anybody remember that book? Oh, you must be at least over 70 years old, do you not? Yeah. Um, but, but the author of that book encouraged and inspired Christians, ordinary Christians, not just super saints, because we sometimes think it's just the super saints who go into intercession for people, but ordinary Christians to pray more effectively um, for our own needs as well as for those uh, who, who the need for others. So let's try and get into the habit of throughout the day just developing a conscious communication with God each day. We had friends, wonderful, godly, spiritual couple who are still alive, um, but they, they were just so lovely. They taught, taught us so much about God. And Malcolm, when he was out in the car, or wherever we were, and you were in a conversation, and we were talking about something, and then he would just say, and Lord, so we just bring you into this conversation, and we ask for your blessing, and whatever. It was just so natural to Malcolm and Janet. And I think it would be lovely if we could do that more often, day by day, 
as we are just with other friends, that we just bring God into our conversations. As we're driving down the road, we're just praying for people that we see and know. As we're listening to the news, we're praying for the, whatever we hear on the news. So pray about everything. Number two, be specific as to what we pray for. As we saw uh, in this chapter, Paul is asking that he would be bold, have the courage to speak words about Jesus and to be able to explain the gospel. A few months ago, a few, yeah, it was a few months ago, Rosie, in some of her intercessory prayers here in church, she prayed specifically that those who were in IS, in the ISIS group, would actually have their eyes opened and know Jesus. That Jesus would touch their lives, that they would see who Jesus was. It was really specific and, um, about, about praying for a particular group. And you know, a few weeks later, there was an answer to that prayer because there was a story in the Open Doors magazine about how this chap, this, this, this IS man who had been executing lots of Christians, and as he was going to execute another Christian, uh, this Christian gave him his Bible. He then beheaded the man, but he took the Bible with him and he read it. And he then sought out a Christian believer wanting to know more about Jesus. Rosie was specific about what she prayed for, and I always thank her for that because it was so wonderful to hear that those prayers were answered in that way. So be specific in, in what we pray for and how we pray. Pray with thanks. Throughout Paul's letter, he's constantly praying with thanks. In this verse, in this letter, Ephesians 1:16, he said. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Or in Philippians, he said, Thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. And that attitude really helps us put things in perspective. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my friend Sandy um, from South Africa, who some of you know her, and she's living at the minute up in Scotland and she just got on the phone and she said she was so sad. She was sad for lots of various reasons. So she was living far away from home. She's, she's not near her children. And she, she does a carer's job and she just felt that she's been surrounded by sadness and sickness and, and death. Some of the people that she cared for had died when she goes home to be near her sister. Her sister's husband is very ill and everything just seemed bleak and dark and it was raining up in Scotland as usual. Um, just life seemed sad. She, because of the nature of her job, she can't regularly get to church fellowship because she's out caring um, often at different shifts. And, you know, we were able to just really start and unpack everything. And instead of looking at it, 
with such sadness we could give thanks for her children whom we knew were well and healthy we could give thanks for um, the church family that we we used to go and worship together uh, with in south africa we could give thanks for those people that sandy was caring for because um, she was bringing the love and the light of jesus into their situation um, later on when i was really praying for her i just felt that god put some words of encouragement um, on my heart for her and i sent her a clip from youtube of that song that we've just sung bless the lord O my soul and one of the verses says whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes and for all your goodness i will keep on singing ten thousand reasons for my heart to find we have so much that as we pray pray we can come and give thanks and that sort of leads on to the next uh, the, the next point is to pray positively not negatively now this might be harder for some than others um, and it's an attitude of mind we may need to foster our hope is in the Lord God Almighty don't be disheartened or downcast don't see the glass as half empty but see it as half full we have a sure and certain hope be positive as we pray as we pray for a situation and believe and claim God's presence in that situation believing that God can walk with us or whoever we're praying for and and that he is with us even in the veil of the shadow of death as we sing and read about in Psalm 23 I will fear no evil for our God is with us there's just a couple of verses from um, Jeremiah that really touched me recently and it said Jeremiah chapter 17 it says heal me O Lord and I shall be healed save me and I shall be saved for you are the one I praise And just a couple of other verses from that. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit our hope is in the Lord and I just pray that we are like that tree whose confidence is in him and that we will be like a tree whose roots come from the stream and will never fail to bear fruit even in a time of drought I don't know how many of you um, are supporters of Tear Fund, which is a Christian organization. But in the, the most recent magazine, there's a little article written by Anna, 
and Anna uh, is Tear Fund's South Sudan's Emergency Programme Manager. And she just wrote, it's been a busy day. I've been in the refugee, refugee camp. The place was packed. We barely stopped work all day. It goes on and on. My mood was grumpy. It's definitely time for some food. Oh, what a surprise. It's rice and beans again. But anyway, she got back to her desk and she opened up her emails. And one email, she said, grabbed my attention. Prayers from the South Sudan prayer email. And it was an email from people who had been praying for Anna. She said, I am in tears. Words of encouragement from complete strangers the knowledge that people are praying for us, that we're not alone, that I'm not alone. It's so easy to feel disconnected and isolated here. I'm the only person, the only female, the only non-South Sudanese person. I miss my friends, I miss my family. I'm responsible for setting up a whole nutrition programme in a new location, and it is sometimes overwhelming. There have been times in the last few weeks when I've just wanted to give up, when I'm not sure that I can make it. So to read these prayers and to realise that there are other people cheering me on, a wider family who are also part of and care for the work here, is incredible. Our prayers really matter. They're important. As well as being part of a spiritual battle, they encourage one another. And finally, the healing. Never give up praying for healing, whether it's for emotional, spiritual, or physical healing. We so often think that God doesn't answer prayer when we pray for someone to be healed and we get discouraged. And I really admire those members of the HOTS team as you go out onto the streets month by month to pray for people, who are, to pray for those who come asking for prayer. But I know that any of us can pray for healing when we think about everything, pray about everything, when we're being specific, when we're praying with thanks, and when we pray positively. We can do everything in God's name. So remember what I said at the beginning, our prayers, God can work miracles through our prayers and he loves to allow us to work alongside him as, we, as he does that. So as we journey in our walk of faith, let us be prepared to grow and become mature in our prayer life through interceding for all sorts of situations and praying for the healing of others. And so we just want to finish off with showing you a short clip. And this is um, a clip, a little interview with Pat. Uh, Pat has recently started to work in church as our caretaker. And he shared this recently as um, we met for staff prayers one Wednesday. And I thought, that is just such a wonderful story, Pat. 
So he very kindly sat down and hopefully we'll be able to hear it. But it's from Pat who was just sharing how he knows how God has been healing him and how he has used other people in that healing and how those other people get blessed to be part of that God's miracle. So, um, Shalate, if we could... It was lovely that Pat went around and asked different people to pray for him so that they could be part of this journey and be, see God working through them and see him being healed. And I hope that's a real encouragement for us as we um, have outside our church building Jesus' love transforming lives from the heart of South Sea. That we will have that courage to pray for one another, to pray for all sorts of situations, whatever they are, to, be, uh, to pray about everything, to be specific in what we pray for, to pray with thanks, and to pray positively. And my challenge, remember, let's be praying for Simon in this spiritual battle. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.